Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Road to Recovery podcast. This podcast is a platform for education, discussion, and conversations on mental health. I'm your host, Amira Shah, and in this podcast, you'll get to know more about the therapeutic process, insight into life from the perspective of the psyche, and also join me in exploring current issues with other practitioners. I specialize in grief, but I'm always interested in learning about the human experience of the mind, heart, and spirit. So join me on this journey of in-depth learning about ourselves and the world we live in. Hi everyone! So it's a cold, rainy Saturday here in Australia and it seems for some reason to be the perfect time for a podcast. So today's podcast is around what grief counselling looks like. But before I get into that, let's look at what grief is really about. Um, We've heard literature and music um, and words to describe grief in just the most profound ways. And I came across one today, which I'd really like to share. Um, It's written by Stephanie Erickson, um, and it uses a metaphor. Grief is a tidal wave that takes over you, smashes down upon you with unimaginable force, sweeps you up into its darkness where you tumble and crash against unidentifiable surfaces only to be thrown out on an unknown beach, bruised, reshaped. So grief definitely messes you up. Um, This little poem speaks of the magnitude of chaos that happens within you when you're grieving. It's as though you don't have any control, you don't know what's happening, or why, or what will happen next. All you know is that it hurts. And that's essentially the only certainty you have with grief. I mean, some people say that you have the certainty that, you know, things will get better in time and time heals. Um, But when you are in that space, when you're in that darkness tumbling and crashing, I don't feel that that would be a certainty knowing that things will get better it's more like a hope when you're in that space so the only certainty it seems is that it hurts grieving hurts and that's okay because it's a natural response to loss it's the emotional experience the emotional suffering you feel when something or someone you love is gone or is taken away and this pain of loss is, is so overwhelming that you experience all kinds of difficult, unexpected emotions from shock to anger to disbelief, guilt, and just an enormous amount of sadness, just melancholy. So what is bereavement then? So bereavement is when... You're grieving and mourning after a death. So it's part of, it's part, grief is part of bereavement. um, But grief is 
not only about bereavement, not only for bereavement. So normally when we hear the word grief, um, we think about the death of someone close and that we are grieving over that person, right? But really we grieve over any loss, whether it's tangible or not. And sometimes we gr- we're grieving over something that we're not even conscious about. Um, I've done uh, a few videos on Facebook talking about the losses that um, we experience or touching on them um, during the pandemic, during COVID-19 and the lockdown. We were faced with many, many losses that are not specifically something that um, is tangible or that we recognize or realize immediately. But I'm sure many of you have realized that you've lost quite a few things and you might have been grieving over the loss of a, f- a few significant um like lifestyle habits and traits and securities that you've had pre-lockdown. So um, grief happens with everything. And when we think we lose one thing, we're really actually losing more than one thing. Um, so let me use an example. So if we take the example of a relationship breakup, Uh, You share so much in a relationship with someone, especially if it's a long-term relationship. You've had that time together and the intensity and you've built a lot on that um, for each other and with each other. So when that relationship ends, you've lost the person and the relationship. But there's also a myriad of possible secondary losses that comes with that. Um, You lose, well, potentially... You could lose um, self-identity because if you identify yourself as, you know, this person's woman or um, wife or husband or provider, um, caregiver, you lose a sense of identity. You lose intimacy, which is probably one of the, the factors that would be at the forefront of losing a partner. Uh, in a relationship, you lose attachment, you lose the companionship, that friendship that you have with that person, you lose that. So you'll be grieving over these few things and it expands. You might grieve over the loss of financial stability, um, the loss of security, the loss of parenting. Um, If you have a family, uh, the loss of social identity, the loss of an extended family. Um, a lot of us, you know, we when we get into relationships, we start to um, our families start to grow and it becomes bigger and bigger. That's the beautiful thing about families and relationships. But when you lose that one person, all that that whole world suddenly goes. Um, maybe after some time, you might reconnect with some of them, but. At that time, it's a huge, it's a huge blow. It's a big impact. You're losing so much at once. You lose the shared memory. You lose the planned future. You lose the emotional support, um, hope, optimism. You probably also lose um, aspects of your physical health. If you're grieving so hard, you're not able to look after yourself. Um and possibly also mental health and I mean some couples or some 
families we have family friends and couples friends so when the family or the couple breaks up it's like who hangs out with who now who was whose friend first and no I can't speak to that person because they were friends before you know we got together and you know who has loyalties with whom and all sorts of things will come up and suddenly from a rich full life of everyone with a relationship breakup you are so alone and so isolated so with the example of losing a partner there's so many other things that we grieve over um so many other losses and recovering from the grief is not easy recovering from any grief any significant loss there's no standardized time there's no standardized activity benchmark because everyone grieves in their own way and recover at different times although i'm also at war with the word recover for grief because i don't see it as an illness i see it as a life experience that is a setback yes but it is a life experience nonetheless it's universal and it is necessary for growth so i'd prefer professionally and personally to think of grief as something that happens to you so no you don't have control over it yet but you eventually find a place for it and you're eventually at peace with it and you've grown from it it doesn't go away ever but at least it has its own place and your internal world is in less of a chaos so that's my take on grief that's my perspective on so called recovering from grief um and this brings me back to the grief counseling um topic where for some experiences of grief we're able to manage ourselves in our own time we do just fine fine in quotation marks of course with support around us and also with our own habits our own values but for some significant losses though the world collapses day after day after day so intensely and just when you think you might be getting a hold of it it might be getting better it hits again because you get triggered by something completely unexpected you're just ambushed with grief you can be so confused you may have so many questions you might be riddled with emotions like mentioned before denial anger sadness guilt shame and blame and the list goes on and on and those feelings sometimes have their own feelings as well so you can feel guilty for feeling angry that your partner passed away for example so it can become a can of worms that's that's a lot of cans um but whatever happens in grief counseling is that the therapist meets you where you are wherever you are in whatever emotion you're experiencing whatever question or thought you're at um whatever that's happening for you 
And the therapist walks with you through these unwavering, relentless thoughts and waves of emotions. There's no judgment or requirement for you to get back to things or about where you should be in terms of accepting or moving on. That's not something that happens um, in therapy. And the therapist will also be able to help you make sense of it all. Because with intense grief comes great confusion. And sometimes it's helpful to have an outsider that you've allowed in your world to maybe be a bit of a sounding board to help develop insight around yourself and your relationship with the loss. Because during these times, based on experience, um, personally and professionally, really big questions can come up, like existential questions as well. So, depending on your culture and your background and your, your social circle and your family, some things sometimes can't always be voiced. Some questions can't be asked. Some things are not appropriate. Um, but with a therapist, you can say whatever it is that hits you with no judgment and actually you're able to explore that take it to a different level and that level will give you a deeper understanding of yourself um so with really deep deep losses um it is it is definitely beneficial to speak with someone who can give you that space and hold that space with you and sit there with you without any demands from the world and expectations that keeping you in this bubble um, of where you need to be, what you need to, 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 to be focusing on if you wanted to. And just putting all the demands and the expectations of the outside, even your own, just putting them outside that door. And within this bubble... You have the freedom, you have the freedom to speak freely about the loss, about the person you love, expressing emotions and experiences shared and those that will not be able to ha uh, take place, the, the planned ones. Um, and also talk about all the ugly feelings and thoughts that come with it because, again, nothing... Growth doesn't come from fairies and candies and unicorns. Growth comes from ugliness. Growth comes from darkness and scary things and, and pain and suffering. But we emerge through that. And, and counseling does give you that space to work with a lot of these things. Um, and if you don't, if you if if they if they're there, if they're there underlying somewhere, um, bubbling but not able to be expressed or talked out or dealt with, and it doesn't have to be through counseling or um, speaking with um, anyone. It could be done with just close friends. It can be done with just um, 
with through art or music, whatever it is, but without managing these things effectively, that's the thing. We need to be able to manage them effectively. So sometimes catharsis alone may not be um, enough. You're just scratching the layer. You're just blowing steam so that you can push on, um, but you're not dealing with some deeper things. So by not addressing them, you are, in a sense, fogging up your conscience, you're suffocating your subconscious, and your psyche will lash out one way or, an, or another. So I guess what I'm trying to say is with many losses, with many grievances, um, we can manage on our own. Um, it is natural. So it's a natural human process. It's a natural human experience. And, um, but if things get really, really hard, we don't have the support around us and there's some really deep things inside our past um, or about the relationships um, and the people and the things we've lost, um, there's some really core significance there and some things don't sit well and you're struggling, it is worth exploring with a professional. Um, but there's also another group of, of us who have pre-existing mental health concerns. And it's also important to consider that if you do have a mental health history like depression or addiction, grief counseling can be helpful in preventing you from slipping down into darker places. Um, because with grief, sometimes if it's it doesn't run its natural course, um, you don't eventually find the time and place for the loss and you haven't consolidated it naturally, it can become complicated and it can be prolonged and this can lead to major depression, it can lead to PTSD. Um, and especially for those who have had trauma in their lives, Grief is notorious for triggering that and rehashing up some pain and horror from the past. So if you've had a traumatic experience that's related to your the loss, uh, whatever it is that you're grieving about now, um, it can be a trigger for the past and then the traumas from the past or the pain from the past can merge with the current um, grieving that's happening and it just goes a little bit out of proportion. Um, and also, if your experience of the loss, of the current loss, the grief itself, um, maybe you witnessed a tragic accident or you lose bodily functions or you know, experience an amputation or an, you're in an abusive relationship, whatever the shape or form of trauma, working through that with a therapist can be really helpful because it frees up a lot of mental and emotional space, which allows you to function better in life. You know, you need that mental, that cognitive um, availability to be able to process, to function, to learn, to remember. And when your emotional brain, your amygdala um, is firing up, it's enlarged, it's always always on the over, overdrive. Um, it's overwhelmed. <laughs> it's a lot of over words. Um, 
it takes up space, it takes up energy, it doesn't allow the other parts of the brain to function. Other parts of the brain actually shut down um, or, or, or get dimmer. So, of course, um, you know, you hear people saying when you're angry or, you know, distressed or upset or grieving, don't make, you know, major decisions because your emotional brain is speaking to you and you may regret it. So, similarly, um, if you find yourself in the space where emotional brain is is taking over a lot um, or maybe too much, of course, this will be the case in the initial stages of grief and that's normal. But if you feel or you've noticed someone who has been in that space for way too long um, and way too much and it they're just deteriorating um, in the other aspects of life, it just means that, you know, that, that emotional brain really needs some care. It really needs some attention. It needs some address, some serious address. And for it to be able, basically, to calm down, to be cradled, to be soothed, to be heard, to be understood, and eventually be able to find a way to consolidate everything, to make meaning from it. And then whenever it does come up, which is a healthy thing because the memory is there, it can be approached and visited with maybe with with joy or maybe with nostalgia, but with a certain type of bittersweetness rather than being completely derailed. So any therapist, whether working with grief or not, is going to walk with you from where you are to where you want to be. But if you don't want to go anywhere, just therapists will sit with you. They will sit with you for a little while or a long while, even if there's nowhere you want to be or nothing you want to do right now. So to recap, again, grief is not always about bereavement. I know I've talked about different types of grief and losses, but um, it's not always about someone you love passing on and each and every one of us has experienced grief. Um, there's a quote I posted this week actually by Brandy Rizek and I really love it because it connects this experience with every everyone like it, it it's so universal it connects with every human um and it says grief is what i feel when someone passes away grief is what i feel when i am concerned grief is what i feel when i have done something wrong grief is what i feel when some accident happens Grief is something that all people have gone through. So if you or someone you know is dealing with grief and could use some support, reach out to each other. Humans are social beings and as a race we need each other to survive and this includes surviving grief. And of course, you can reach out to me on Facebook at Road to Recovery or follow me on Instagram at a road number two recovery. 
Um, so that's a road to recovery with a number two in it um, instead of T-O. Um, and yes, uh, write to me, ask questions. I'd love to hear from you. Anyways, this ends my podcast for today and I hope it was helpful for all you listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in and until next time, bye.